Welcome to Whistler While You Retire with Tim Whistler from the Whistler Agency. Here you will learn how Tim helps clients avoid taking unnecessary risks in retirement. With a fiduciary responsibility, Tim's mission is to help retirees and soon-to-be retirees create a greater sense of confidence about their retirement plan. Now, on to the show. You may be thinking about retirement from the wrong point of view. Instead of planning for it with the question, how much money will I have? There is another approach. And Tim Whistler is here to tell you about it. I'm Patrice Sikora, and welcome to the Whistler While You Retire podcast. Tim, what is the change in perception that people might need to consider? Well, Patrice, as we know, there is just so much information available everywhere, right? We just live in this loaded, you know, available technology, information's everywhere. And unfortunately, I think it really causes people to doubt whether or not they can afford to retire because mm-hmm. they, they have been bombarded for years that in order for you to be able to retire, you have to have a specific dollar amount in assets. And my clients that work with me know that is not the case because of the process they experience and work with me. So today I kind of thought we could share with the listener how I go about helping a client establish the plan for the retirement. And I think that's what it's all about. It, yes, numbers are important, but I think the plan is what ultimately we need to discuss mm-hmm. and come up with. And that way, then it kind of helps alleviate that main question, or are we going to be okay? But you know, before we get started, I want to recommend to our listener that they grab a pen and paper, because when we near the close of this episode, I'm going to share with them the two key questions that they need to know. Okay, great. And going back to that number, what was the TV ad that used to say, what's your number? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was the company called ING. Right, right, right. Remember that? People are walking around, going about their day. They're carrying this big number underneath their arms and and, and they're kind of looking at each other. And yeah, and it was all about what's your number. And I get where they're coming from. But I think at the same time, it also kind of created some doubt where like, hey, that guy that's carrying a number, our number isn't as big as his. Can we afford to retire? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we really, truly need to sit down and kind of go through the process of developing that plan. All right. Talk to me about the plan. So I think ultimately what we do is we just walk them through this process. And from when somebody engages with me for the first time, and we kind of just start setting the expectation of, okay, here's how the process is going to flow. We're not going to get into any type of conversation regarding recommendations, anything like that, until we understand truly what it is that's going on. So the very first thing that we do is we will send out to them. I usually mail a a packet to them prior to our actual meeting. And the packet just allows them to get to know me a little bit more, a little bit more about the credentials, the services, et cetera. And included in that is what we send, I send out to them. It's called a document collection checklist. And so this is simply a, a simple checklist that says, okay, grab your copies of your retirement plan accounts, grab copies of your bank account statements. For example, if you're getting to retire from a company that's gonna offer you a pension, grab those pension payout information, um, grab your social security statements. So just those types of documents there are the type of documents that we want to have in front of us when we actually have that face-to-face meeting. So nothing really difficult to find. Nothing difficult at all. I mean, sometimes we have to maybe blow the dust off of an old life insurance policy that we've got filed away somewhere, but just gathering those like, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Or, oh yeah, that's because all of those types of policies and accounts will all come into the equation. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to change anything, but if we can just get a good amount of detail and we take an inventory of what we have, ultimately it will lead to a more vivid and detailed analysis that really truly benefits them. 
Now you mentioned a pension. Who has a pension anymore? <laughs> it's it, you know it's one of those one of those dying of, of the world. But you know there are still a few people out there who do have the ability to draw a pension in retirement. And one of the services that we provide is what I call a pension maximization. So here's kind of how that works. When, when they get that pension payout information. So let's use the example of John Doe. He's worked 40 some years for ABC company. They're offering him a pension. John's married to his wife, Jane. He plans on bringing her into retirement with him. And they say, okay, John, here's your pension payout information. He gets that document and he's like, I can read English, but I don't understand any of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they, they say, okay, John, here are your options. And I really try to break it down into three categories. It's a single life it, and it's a joint life. And then also it can ultimately lead to a, what they call a life with period certain. So we won't go into those details here, but it's basically just saying, for example, if John simply wanted to receive that pension for his entire lifetime, whether, the, whether his lifetime be one year after retirement or 30 years after he retires, that'll be the number that he receives while he's alive. But in our example here, John's married to Jane. So John may be concerned and maybe Jane is also concerned about, okay, what happens to me? Speaking for Jane, what yeah. happens to Jane if John passes away too soon? What, is that, what happens to that pension? Mm -hmm. So in other words, we look at all those different numbers and we implement that into the analysis to figure out what is the best option for John to maximize his pension. And keep Jane in the picture. Keep Jane in the picture. That's right. That's exactly right. All right. So you've got numbers here from all these statements. Where do you take them? What do you do with it? So we've covered now assets. We've covered statements. We'll talk about social security. We've got all those different elements. We've got income, we've got assets. Now we have to come to everybody's favorite part of the topic of conversation called expenses, right? Oh dear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but again, we're trying to drive towards the point of understanding how much money do we need in retirement? So that one of the first things that we look at is we need to understand how much money do you need to cover your basic living expenses? Now, when you say basic living expenses, define mm -hmm. that because for one person, basic living is quite different from another's basic living. Absolutely. So, okay, let's talk about number one, food, clothing, and shelter. Mm -hmm. or they kind of break them down that way. So number one, food. All right. We're going to continue to eat out, eat, we'll go out to eat a lot. Well, how much we need to spend at the grocery store, et cetera. Those different types of things. Living expenses. Okay. Do we have a mortgage or don't we have a mortgage? Okay. If we do have a house that we own, we're pretty much exposed to some type of element of property taxes. So we got to factor into those. We got utilities, we got insurance, we got maintenance, you know, your daily needs that you have for auto insurance and just those, all those different types of expenses that we're going to have no matter what type of retirement lifestyle we plan on living. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I think that's the, the first key one. You know, we kind of look at it from the standpoint of what do we have to have just to, to simply sustain life? What type of income do we need to pay those bills? So we walk them through that. And then when I'm doing the conversation and I'm not just simply gathering numbers and, and we're just having this very dry, boring conversation that the conversation is very dynamic and it's very fluid because while we're talking, I'm asking questions. Okay. Describe for me your ideal retirement. What do you want to do in retirement? Are, are we going to visit the grandkids? Are we going to do some traveling? Are we going to take up some new hobbies? Mm -hmm. What is it that we want to do? And, and I, I just want people to describe for me their perfect utopia of retirement. You know, let's have the let's have it full of rainbows and unicorns and pots of gold. I mean, let's just talk about it from the standpoint of how the ideal retirement looks. And so that way, then as we're gathering the expenses and we're talking about, okay, hey, we you know we do want to take a couple of trips this year. Okay, perfect. What type of trips are we going to take? 
Are we going to get in the car and drive away somewhere for the weekend? Or are we going to cruise the world? I mean, what is that we're going to do? I mean, what are the expenses that we're going to incur by taking those trips? So that's why this part of the conversation truly focuses, again, not only just the expenses they're going to need for daily life, but also for their desired plans in retirement. Okay, let me digress here a little bit. What if your clients, they don't know what they want to do in retirement? <laughs> yes, that is true. Sometimes we, we have that. So I try to drill down a little bit further because one thing that I really want to make sure that somebody doesn't fall into is that situation where they are so, they want so bad to change from their previous working years. Maybe they didn't like what they did for a living, but they did it because they had to have income that they're just simply, I want to do nothing. I just want to veg for a while. Well, we got to be very careful about doing something like that because when we're in our working years and we're punching the clock, we're there money through Friday, minimum of 40 hours a week, whatever the case may be, that still gives us purpose, right? Yeah. It keeps our mind active. It keeps us, our bodies active. Now, all of a sudden we decide just to become a, a couch potato a lot can happen. And a lot of times it's not good that things that can happen. Our health might de deteriorate or whatnot. So, right. so as they're describing, as I'm getting to know my clients and, and I'm asking about kids and grandkids and how long they worked, where they worked, what, what do they like to do there? It usually it evolves into the conversation about, I've always wanted to do this, but I never had time. Or, you know, our three kids are spread across five different, five different states, three different states. You know, however, <laughs> That's right. Maybe they hop around a lot. You, you know? never know. I mean, we live in a virtual world now. Why not? You're right. You're down to four corners. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, maybe they, this will now give them more time to go visit the kids, the grandkids, et cetera. So you're exactly right. So that question, it looks a little bit different for everybody. We just want to make sure that if somebody has, if they're sharing ideas about what they might want to do, then that kind of gives me an idea. Well, okay, are you going to go drive to your kids in the Carolinas and enjoy a nice scenic route? Are you going to fly there? I mean, you're going to drive to Florida, that in the case right. like that. So if that's the case, okay, let's start budgeting for that. And that way then we can kind of maybe start breaking down. Okay, if we're going to spend a few thousand dollars on a trip, okay, let's break that down and let's add that to the monthly budget. All right. All right. So here we've covered what? Income, expenses. Mm -hmm. We got into assets, policies. Mm -hmm. Yep. We talked what, a little bit about that. Okay. What's next then? So from here, once I have received those types of details, now I'm able to go through the process of providing what I call the current scenario. This is simply just a very, what's the best way to describe it? Just a very detailed, but yet easy to read type of an analysis mm -hmm. that simply says, okay, this is all about you. This is your story. So this is your, your proposed social security benefit. This is the inventory of your assets. Now, I'm going to kind of digress here a little bit. When we talk about assets, it's very important that we understand what types of assets that we possess. Are they taxable? Are they tax-free? Are they tax-deferred? Right? We've talked about that right. before. Right. Yes. Yes. What type of vehicle do these assets reside in? Are they at risk? Are they at low risk? Are they emergency funds just simply because they're sitting in a bank account somewhere? So we understand, we want the clients to understand that when we take an inventory of the assets, we also want to make sure that we properly categorize the assets. Mm -hmm. Because if we need to start drawing income from one or a couple of these down the road, obviously, as we know, the silent partner known as the IRS is sitting out there and they may have a say as far as how much we receive when we take these monies out, right? Oh, they're going to have a big say. Yes, unfortunately, they will. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so at this point, when I'm sharing this analysis, I'm just basically repeating back to our clients, John and Jane, that here's everything you shared with me. Here's the expense plan template that they completed. Because what, what's really kind of cool about that is when we're doing the face-to-face -face meeting, 
I'm not asking for the clients to get out their checking accounts and their bank statements for the last five months and break everything down. I actually can email them an expense plan template that comes right out of the software that I use. They can modify it. They can customize it. So it's truly defining everything that they spend, where they spend things, if they have a mortgage, if they don't, et cetera. They can put in the, the key dollar amounts of, of the current monthly expenses. But I also like to remind them too, when it comes to autos, let's say for example, John and Jane both have each their own, each have their own car. Both cars are paid for, but maybe John's is a little bit older of a pickup truck and he, he wants to get a new one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's talk about that. Are we going to pay cash for that? Are we going to finance it at 0% you know, interest? What, what's the case may be? Whatever the case may be. Well, we, let's say for example, John says, you know what? I'll probably go ahead and take advantage of a 0% interest. Why not use their money? Sure. Okay. What are you going to spend per month? Oh, probably, you know, $600 a month for five years. When do you think you might buy that? Three years. Okay. Let's put that in the software. You know, let's tell the software that in July of 2024, for the next five years, we're going to have a $600 monthly car payment. Let's put that in the software because we have the ability to itemize each expense with a start and an end date if necessary. It's really kind of cool. And so once they submit that expense plan template, that comes back to me and I can populate it into the report. And then during the time when we're, we are reviewing the report, now I can say, okay, John and Jane, here's the expenses that you all shared with me. Does this still kind of seem like we're kind of close here with your monthly expenses? Yeah, that seems about right. And then from there, there is a really cool dynamic that talks about a very brief portfolio risk analysis. And it simply says, okay, here's your current allocation broken down between what funds you have at risk, like stock market type of holdings, low risk, maybe they're in some type of CD or maybe some type of index annuity, whatever the case may be, and maybe some emergency funds. But then I also share with them a very simple exercise where they answer five questions and those five questions dictate their desired allocation. So the analysis will, re will reveal that as well. They can say, okay, this is where we're currently at, but this is where we really want to be. Now, how do we get right. there? So that's kind of how that report, that initial current scenario report really kind of reveals where they currently sit and where we go from there. All right. That kind of sounds like a, a mild challenge to mm -hmm. your clients, as we might call it. What are some of the really common issues that you find? I have really firmly believed that retirement is broken down with five key risks. Obviously, there's a few more that go from there, but I really firmly believe that a lot of times, whether that dollar amount that we're going to retire with is a quarter of a million or multiple millions, we're still going to face these types of risks. Sure. And I think that the main five risks are market risks, inflation, longevity, taxes, and survivorship. It all makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think about of those five, one of those is like a multiplier. So that one key risk that can kind of multiply all the other ones is longevity. Yes. So let's talk about that for a second. If we think about, okay, if I'm sitting down with John and Jane and they're both getting re retired from their respective jobs about the same time. And let's say we're three or four months away. So they're kind of just going through the last few details here, getting kind of ready for that retirement. I always enjoy asking the question, well, well how long do you plan on being retired? <laughs> 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 it, because number one, yeah, it, it's, it's a good question. It's a good, it starts, it really truly creates conversation. There's no doubt about that. But number two, it's nine times out of 10. Well, in all likelihood, we're going to be here for 20, 25, maybe even 30 years in retirement. So what's that key risk we're facing? Longevity. Yeah. So if we're going to be planning for retirement for 20, 25, 30 years, making sure we've got multiple streams of income 
to fund that 20, 25, 30 years of retirement, what also may come into play? Well, in 20 or 25 years, may we see a couple of market adjustments? Yeah, probably. Unfortunately, might we see maybe an adjustment to inflation here or there? We're, we're seeing it in today's world. Yes. yes. Our good old friends at the IRS, again, we've talked before, the Constitution was written in ink, but the IRS uses pencil and whiteout. <laughs> so we might have some tax adjustments down the road. And unfortunately, what about survivorship? There's a good chance at some point down the road, John and Jane, one of them's going to be there without the other one. So what does that surviving spouse go through? So that's truly what the conversation how it transitioned to the next phase is talking about not only do I share those risks with clients, but I'm also looking for the answers to the questions of what keeps them up at night. What makes them a little bit uncomfortable about going into retirement? Is it one of those five key risks or maybe something else? So that's kind of what we talk about when we start going through that initial analysis. Which of those seems to come up and create the most angst for somebody? Right now, when they say, we just want to make sure that we have enough I usually ask them to kind of, okay, what do you mean? What might you think, what may cause you not to have enough? And I think a lot of it that I think to answer your question, that the big one is taxes and market volatility because Mm, they remember what happened in 08. Mm -hmm. They are kind of seeing what's happening now with how much spending the government's doing. We know that at some point those bills are going to come due and and it it could be an increase in, in tax hikes. It could be a decrease in tax credits. So we could be looking at a million dollar 401k account. And again, as we know, as, as we draw down that 401k, we're going to get taxed at current income tax rates. What if that income tax rate bracket is different five, 10 years from now than it is today? So I truly believe that's probably the most common one is, oh, do we have enough to retire on? And then from there, it usually is taxes and market volatility. All right. So you get this from your risk assessment questionnaire, or is that mm-hmm. just, is that the one where you ask the people... Would, how much would you lose, could you lose and still sleep at night? Exactly. Right. We're kind of going through that, asking those questions to try to draw. I want to draw out from them. What is going to provide you with value in working with me? And what's going to relieve you of those worries that right now may be keeping you up at night? That's, those are the ones we're going to key in on. And then we've got a stress test. We're going to trust, stress test it. Yes. It's easier to say to do than it is for me to say, <laughs> but yes, we're going to stress test it. <laughs> so here's how I stress test it. Whether they bring it up or not, I'm going to talk about, okay, Jane, you and John have been retired. You've had a great time. All of a sudden, his health takes a turn and he suddenly passes away. How is this going to affect you? What are you going to be faced with? Right. And we're going to walk through, we're going to walk that situation through. Okay. Let's back that up a little bit. Let's just simply say that something happens to John and it's not terminal, but he loses his independence. He can no longer take care of himself independently like he did all these previous years. How are we going to pay for that? Because if our healthcare decides to take a little bit of a turn for the worse, and if the healthcare needs are above and beyond what Medicare provides, where do we get the funds for that? Right. So a lot of times when I ask that question, more times than not, usually it usually brings up or it usually reveals whether or not somebody's been talking about it or not. Oh yeah, well, I know he's not gonna take care of me. I mean, kind of, you know, when the wife's kind of saying that, well, he <laughs> sure. can I mean, my wife Ron and I have talked about that. I said, honey, she's a nurse, she's incredibly talented at what she does. She has that servant's heart. And I've told her before, I said, dear, I love you to to no end. But I said, I can't care for you the way you can care for me because you're a nurse. I said, so we're probably going to need to look at some type of policy that helps me provide that care for you. So that way I can be a care manager instead of a care provider. Right. And I think that's a very important conversation because we don't want to talk about that. I mean, I know, you know, we had that two episode conversation with Bill Comfort. Yes. 
talking about that. It's that conversation people don't want to have, but man alive, we have to talk about it because that can derail a retirement plan so quickly. So when we stress test it, we're talking about a past a spouse passing away too soon. We're talking about somebody getting sick. Let's talk about tax liabilities. If we're going to have a large chunk of our assets that's sitting in some type of tax deferred account, does that account, is that account going to play a role as far as providing income? Or is that kind of sitting there off to the side, just maybe as a what if scenario? So we're going to talk about that as well. So the stress test will bring in multiple variables to try to hopefully keep us on track through those years in retirement. And probably it's things that, as you started to say, nobody's going to talk about, nobody's going to think about. So you have got to bring it to the forefront. Absolutely. I do. I kind of, I've always told people, I kind of position my practice as being providing a service of being a specialist during the distribution phase of retirement. And people don't even really understand what is the distribution phase? What's the accumulation phase? So I don't really lead with that. It's more along the lines of, Hey, I'm just really trying to hear to help you avoid taking unnecessary risk in retirement that they understand. So that's the point where we kind of lead into that conversation and say, okay, let's go through the analysis. Let's make sure we stress test it. Even because you may not understand all these different variables, you know, possible risks actually even exist. That's my job. That's the value that I'm going to bring to the table. Say, look, that's the professional. That's what a professional is supposed to do. It's like, I go back to that example of our plumber. When he came in here and redid some work for us, I don't know what he does for a living. And I don't care to know that, but I love for the fact that he goes, Hey, by the way, this is what we're going to do. But what about this or this? I never thought about that. What would you recommend? And exactly. that, that's where I think where the value needs to be brought forth. When somebody's going to be, when a client's going to work with a professional, when it comes to retirement, they need to be bringing up questions that we ourselves as consumers may not have even thought of. All right. And you sent me ahead of this uh, podcast, a sample of mm -hmm. a financial analysis, mm -hmm. and I'm going through it and it's very basic, very well laid out. But what, what I really love is... <laughs> The answers are all in color. <laughs> Isn't that I great? To, I don't have to look at the percentages. It's like, oh, wow, that makes sense. That's red. That's green. Go and stop. And like, oh, but that's 86.2% versus 77.55. No, give me the colors. Tell me about this report. This report is put together by a group of financial advisors. And that's what I love about it. These people are practicing what they're, what they're preaching. And uh, this software, I've been using this software now for, I don't know how many number of years now. And it, it is, it's the absolute best resource that I have ever found in my practice because you described it perfectly, Patrice. This is what every single client and prospect that I'm working with are introduced to. And I've heard that comment from so many people. I mean, I, I think of one, one dear client right now off the top of my head, her name is Sandy. I met her and her husband, Harry, I don't know how many years ago, four or five years ago, we started kind of building a game plan for them. And unfortunately, as life happens, Harry got sick, developed cancer and passed away. And so now the conversation with Sandy include now her son, her daughter and her son-in-law. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, and Sandy told me from day one, and she reminds me all the time, bless her heart. She just said, you know, Harry took care of this. I don't know anything about this stuff. She goes, that's why my kids are here. And I said, well, Sandy, I said, that's what we're going to do. We're going to walk you through this process at a level where you can grasp it in little steps and help it make sense to you. And this is the type of report we use. And she said the exact same thing you said. I love the colors on here. The colors I can understand. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, <laughs> and that, basic. it's basic. And at a glance, you can look at it and say, I understand this. 
Exactly. And that's why I love to brag about it because I didn't create it. I simply just utilize the resource that I share with my clients. And that's why I think it is so powerful because we're not going to hear, we're not here to go through 50 some pages of graphs and charts and numbers. No. We're just, we simply want to answer the question. Are we going to be okay? Yep. Here's the answer right here. And when I walk in through and I come to further back in the analysis where I talk about the life insurance, I talk about the long-term care insurance. We can look at the retirement risk we face. If we see some challenges, they're right there on paper. And now we can lead the conversation of saying, okay, hey, we're aware of this. We didn't realize how possible much of a, how much of a risk we could possibly mm -hmm. face. So how do we address that? Perfect. Now we're having a thorough, detailed conversation about something that may or may never happen. But the point of it is we've planned for it. And that's the key of going into retirement is having a plan. I'm just looking at the healthcare and insurance on the uh, monthly expense plan. Mm -hmm. I've got veterinarian. I could fill in that one. <laughs> yep. Oh, I could. I fill in that one. <laughs> a lot of people can. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, those pets are a part of our family. We want to make are. sure that we've got the money for them. So you bet. Oh, they are. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> now you said you had a call to action. Yes. Got, a, I think, a fantastic call to action. I mean, one of the mentors that I follow shared this with us in, in a presentation not too long ago, and I thought, holy cow, I, I need to go back and redo a lot of conversations from previous years because he really summed it up with two key questions that everybody needs to be able to answer. Question number one, how much guaranteed lifetime income do you have? Question number two, have you taken the key retirement risks off the table? Those two questions right there, when somebody's getting, and if we're talking within five years of retirement, okay, if we're six, seven, 10 years away from retirement, okay, it doesn't hurt. Maybe start kind of visualizing, what do we want to do in retirement? We know how quickly time passes. We get that. It can get here pretty quickly, but I'm talking to people now that are within three years, five years, maybe a year, especially a year or two away. These are the types of questions we really need to start thinking about. Okay, we look at guaranteed lifetime income. Okay, so if somebody's listening to this or thinking, well, the company I'm going to retire from doesn't provide me a pension. Right. Okay, so pension's off the table. So what's the next source of possible guaranteed lifetime income? Social security. Okay, now that leads us down another rabbit trail. Okay, when do we turn on social security? That's a whole other conversation we oh, need yeah. to talk about, right? What about the key retirement risks? Again, a lot of people aren't aware of a risk called sequence of returns risk. They're, that's not what they've ever understood. I didn't understand that before I got in this business. But th that's, those are the types of two key questions. I mean, very simply, those are the two key questions that I think are great foundations of a conversation in which to start creating that plan for that ideal retirement. Tim, obviously, there are lots of questions that you've brought up, answered many of them, but they just bring up other questions in people's minds, I'm sure. So how do people contact you to say, I need to talk to you? Perfect. No, they, they can reach me a couple different ways. Number one, by phone. My phone number is area code 309-291-0491. My email address is tim at thewhistleragency.com. And they can always go to my website, thewhistleragency.com look back at the podcast or listen to a couple of them if they would like, um, subscribe to them. And also there's some great content out there that might help them answer a few more questions while we prepare for that conversation. And that is Tim Whistler. And that is W-H-I-S-L-E-R, no T in Whistler, host of this podcast, Whistler While You Retire. Please subscribe to get alerts to any new episode, share with friends and colleagues, even family, and like 
and comment. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to Whistler While You Retire. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Whistler Agency. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Investment advisory and financial planning services offered through Simplicity Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance, consulting, and education services offered through the Whistler Agency. The Whistler Agency is a separate and unaffiliated entity from Simplicity Wealth LLC. This information is not intended to provide specific legal or tax advice. You are encouraged to consult your personal tax advisor or attorney.